0: we
1: these are our opinions thank you for tuning into cult podcast i'm paige wesley
0: and i'm armando torres
1: and this week we have kind of a different episode because armando's been traveling uh we're trying to kind of play catch up so we're going to do a couple different cult news stories that have been in the news but we're also going to answer a bunch of your questions that you submitted on social media yeah
0: it's uh it's been a wild few days uh i just got back from texas and boy are my bowels tired (laughs) 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 everything there contains dairy and uh i had so much barbecue which i know this is gonna sound like such a stupid fucking thing to say but i had no idea that texas was like known for barbecue does that do you Yeah, they've got sense? like
1: their own kind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I had never. I, so in my head, Texas cuisine is like Tex-Mex food. Like that's what I associate the most with Texas. Um, and barbecue I've always associated with like Kansas City or like, you know, that like that part yeah. of, of well, sort of the country. Texas
1: does brisket. Oh. Like that that's like their specific thing yeah oh boy do they oh boy do they do
0: brisket <laughs> yeah. oh boy <laughs> see that's why like I, if you got mad when i initially said that statement let me qualify it by saying like now i fucking get it all right <laughs> i had three different texas barbecue places including one place called rudy's uh, which has oh
1: a- it's a gas station yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it yeah, yeah sure fuck it is it even has a sign out a big neon sign outside that says the worst barbecue in texas
1: and it's still pretty damn good it's
0: so fucking good yeah we went there uh after we recorded the the rooster teeth podcast i went there with barb and uh and charlotte from funhouse and uh we ordered brisket and they go, uh, do you want do you want lean brisket or do you want fatty brisket? And I was just like, Do you even have to fucking ask? Look <laughs> at me, sir. Load me up with the fatty brisket. Let's go. Come on. It's so fucking good. You also like order sides uh like you're ordering gas. Like let me get yeah. a fucking a quart of salad. Yeah, a salad. gallon yeah. of yeah. Yeah, let me get a full tank of creamed corn. Come on, fill me up.
1: <laughs> full tank. Oh, man. Well, and you got to go to Torchies finally. I did.
0: I did go to Torchies. I, I played kind of a dangerous game going to Torchies before getting on a flight back to Los Angeles. Um, that was like a real intense moment for me where it was just like, I got to figure out the perfect amount of this queso to eat uh, before I do. They also like, I don't know, man. Torchies is real good, but it is a weird it is a it is hard to get around okay for example uh or f- for for reference i guess to anyone unfamiliar torchies is a, a localized uh uh texas chain i think it's like an austin centric centric chain if i'm not mistaken it's, a,
1: it's in other parts of texas as well but it grew out of austin i think it gotcha. started in austin yeah,
0: yeah it, it is very different from the tacos that i am familiar with which are like los angeles like baja california style tacos um because i had a taco that the the meat was a fried chicken strip uh which i had never heard of before and also they called it like the trailer park special or something
1: yeah 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 it's delicious oh
0: yeah it was fucking amazing it was so good but it's not you know it's just very different and then they like I, i ordered a taco with uh uh with a, a a chicken tender like I said that's the meat and the lady yeah. at the counter goes do you want a flour tortilla or an authentic corn tortilla and I was like there's nothing authentic about this taco
1: <laughs> I mean I don't think of of torchies as Mexican food I think of that as tex-mex specifically oh, um, yeah. oh definitely. but it's it's delicious I do want to clarify that when you went before getting on the plane home that was your second time at torchy yeah that was my <laughs> that was my second time at torch
0: That was my second time at Torchies because uh, the first time that I went, we had just eaten breakfast uh, and a few uh, Rooster Teeth people asked me like, hey, we're all going to Torchies, Do you and Blaine want to go? And we're just like fucking full gut sticking out of our shirts full. And we were like, yeah, you fucking bitch your ass. We want to go to (laughs) Torchies Let's go get some fucking queso, dude. Let's go. Oh and then he,
1: he sent me a video of you trying their queso for the oh, first time.
0: Oh, I did not know that video existed. How sweet. Oh,
1: you, you didn't know? No. He I... says, say hi to Paige in the video. And then you like wave at the camera.
0: Oh, that's totally. I was having a come to Jesus moment where I was just like, this is <laughs> now, this is fucking queso. Ooh.
1: Oh, that's funny. So and fucking then good. I, I had him ask you if you had taken your lactate and he informed me that you had not.
0: I had not. And I did make some stinky farts on uh, on several different sets uh, that day. Uh, a lot of fun. I had I had a blast in Texas. I, I finally got a size comparison with uh, Blaine Gibson. <laughs> Uh, that we posted on our Instagram, our Twitter, on Facebook, all those places. You can go check it out. So now if you want to see how tiny Blaine truly is, <laughs> there's photographic evidence of it. Um, that was a lot of fun. I had so much fun in Texas. I had a lot of fun meeting with everybody. Uh, I, I am so unbelievably tired (laughs) Uh, my brain hurts i got used to texas time i was telling you before we started recording so like i woke up at what to me felt like a a pretty good time to wake up like 7 a.m uh like or 7 30 ish and i got out of bed and then looked at my clock and it was like it's fucking five in the morning asshole (laughs)
1: like
0: i felt like i looked at my clock and it was like go back to sleep you don't need to be here you don't need to do this
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, part of why we're doing this episode a little more relaxed today is A, because you're exhausted, but also B, because our next set of episodes coming up is a fucking wild, amazing multi-part series, and so we wanted to prep that a little bit more because it's going to be pretty nuts i'm very excited to do it
0: yeah Paige gave me a a, a little bit of a a heads up like a teaser i would say like a teaser trailer of what we're covering and i think i went from like oh that sounds cool till after your message and i think i was like hype mode activated (laughs) it's just so it's gonna be
1: amazing i'm super excited yeah
0: i'm so ready for it it sounds like so much fun i think this is actually a a good segue to get into uh, a couple of the q a questions that we have uh so obviously it it is hard to or not hard but people assume that it's hard to stay this excited about cults after covering them for what is what coming up on like four years now yeah
1: it'll be four years in about two months Yeah. yeah uh
0: we have a question here and this one is from uh the instagram q a uh thing that we did a little bit earlier and the question is uh what made us want to talk about cults specifically uh, what made you so I guess Paige, you're you're kind of the person to start to answer this question yeah. is what made you want to start a podcast about cults specifically?
1: Um so Marie and I went out to lunch one day and Marie and I have been friends for a long time, you know, before we even started the show. And we were talking about our favorite true crime podcasts and how, you know, we really liked true crime specifically and kind of comparing notes of like what shows we were listening to. And we both kind of mentioned like our favorite episodes were the cult ones. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what if there was a show that was like just that? And we kind of joked, we're like, we should make it. And then we didn't for like a year and a half. So like we would just occasionally, every time a cult thing would come up in the news, text each other like see we should have had that fucking podcast we'd be covering this right now um and then I grew up in the church in the midst of what I would call like cult paranoia like in the middle of the satanic panic so like I've always been pretty interested in cults I find them fascinating I think I I view them through a very different lens now than I did when I was younger Mm -hmm. and I think even just over the course of the show I think it has kind of given me a more nuanced view of cults and how they work and I think if you had asked me like the first week that we started like hey how do you feel about cult deprogramming I would have been like necessary and yeah. then now I'm just like <laughs> complicated issue <laughs> so yeah what made you want to join us let me put it that way the
0: show well first of all I'd like to say the show has given me a deeper deep appreciation uh for the nuances of everything where like I, I everything is so context heavy and and Needs so much goddamn explanation all the time. Um, what made me want to join the show initially was a very similar uh, feeling. We we You and I had met at Flappers Comedy Club. Uh, you were headlining. I was working in the kitchen uh, making my own version of queso, which uh, was, was less queso and more of a can and half a cup of water heated over what was essentially a Bunsen burner stolen from a science lab. Um, Yeah,
1: like one of those little like coffee mug warmers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was cooking dinner in a kitchen like a divorced dad does right after he (laughs) leaves the house. Uh, And we were talking about we were talking about different true crime shows and we found out that we did have like a a bunch of them in common, like that we love listening to them because I love I love true crime. I might say that I used to love it more uh, like before I started becoming somebody who makes a podcast about it. Yeah. Um, But I I loved true crime so much. And when we started talking about cults, I realized that those were the those were the stories that I also was like the most interested in for I don't know why I, I just kind of always gravitated towards the stories of like how one person could just be so over charismatic that everyone else was just like, I'll, yeah, man, I'll do whatever the fuck you want me to do. I'll die for you if I need to. It's just such like a such an interesting concept. Um, I also there was another question that I saw in here uh, and I can't I can't remember who it was from. But is there a cult? The question was, was there a cult? you were super interested in before you started the podcast. And my answer is uh, actually tied to how I came on. And one of the reasons I actually joined the show was because I had just listened to last podcast on the left's uh, story on Omshin Rikyo, which was yeah. one of the wildest stories I had ever heard about in my entire life. And we spent like that whole first night just like talking about it and, and, Yeah, I think that's one of the
1: best episodes of podcasting around a cult ever, because like anytime I talk to anybody who's super into true crime and cults, those episodes come up. And I do think they've done like their Jonestown series is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like that's why last podcast, even though they're not strictly a cult show, they make every list of like the best cult podcasts because of those episodes, everyone remembers those.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so that was that was a story that I was super super interested in even before everything. And like, I didn't have a very religious background. Also, as a small aside, uh, I've been doing this bit lately, and I don't know why. Where I'll I will ask people to pray with me.
1: <laughs> i i've noticed and it makes me laugh harder than it should but it's only because i know you and yeah. i'm like i don't i don't even want to know what this prayer is going to entail
0: yeah yeah no one is taking me up on the offer by the way everyone <laughs> immediately shuts it down and and uh and doesn't want any anything to do with it especially when i'm just like you know it's all due uh, to the to, to to jesus it's all for jesus um and no one wants any part of it. which honestly i can't blame them but uh i did get my first comment about it uh on a on a recent podcast that i did where somebody was like um not to be a dick but i hate people who try to push their religion constantly <laughs> and i'm just like reading <laughs>
1: You're like, oh, this person doesn't know me at all.
0: Yeah, I actually there's a podcast you might actually like. It's called Cult Podcast. Uh, it's, it's
1: called the one I'm on.
0: You might actually you might actually like it quite
1: a bit, really. Oh, that's pretty uh, funny. But yeah
0: that that was a I I didn't grow up very religious. I didn't I didn't have any of that. So there there wasn't like a, there wasn't like a a special tie. It was more just like listening to that story, and then digging into it myself was just like I have no fucking idea how something like this could happen. And learning about it and gaining the context is really why I was like, I would love to do this more. To, like, have an excuse to do this more. Even.
1: Right, right, yeah. Uh,
0: what about you? Was there a cult before you started the podcast that you were, like, super interested in? Or even just, like, a movement, a cult-like movement?
1: Um, I mean, Jonestown was the big bad when I was a kid. Everyone was scared of Jonestown. Mm. It, was, it was the boogeyman at church, essentially. And... Before we started the show, I had actually listened to the tapes, which like (laughs) I I know I know at some point I'll have to listen to them again and I'm not looking forward to it. But I I listened to the tapes. Um, But I think for me, one of the ones that really got me excited was. Learning more about Manson. And I think sometimes a little bit of that comes just from living in L.A. where he's like our guy. I know this sounds weird, but like, yes, we have Scientology and a ton of others. But like when you say Los Angeles and cults, people immediately go Manson. Yeah. And so I had started just kind of learning more about him from being here and the more i learned the more i was like there's so much more to this story that is so crazy <laughs> that like no one talks about and i think that got me pretty excited too
0: oh absolutely i i think i just want to start before i make this analogy both of these people or both of these groups rather are fucking terrible but like yeah. scientology is like pop music and fucking manson is punk rock as hell like just- <laughs> just such a I agree. fucking I agree. wild card.
1: Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Scientology likes to hide behind being a respectable organization. Yeah. <laughs> they like to make people think that. Charles Manson had no such qualms. He was just balls to the wall, absolute madness at all time. And it's difficult to think of a person living that way. But what's even more interesting to me is people encountering that person and being like, we should hang out
0: more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like,
1: who were these people? What was happening? Like,
0: if yeah. they were, I mean, Scientology is definitely still around today, but to carry on that analogy, like, Scientology is an artist that, like, their DMs leak, and you're like, oh, you've always been a terrible person. But Manson is just like, show up at your doorstep, swastika tattooed on his forehead, and he's like, what's up? I'm the devil. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're like, all right. Let's Frick, fucking party, okay. I guess. Jesus.
1: <laughs> or not. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you get my address? <laughs> I'm scared uh whoever you're looking for doesn't live here anymore. Um <laughs> Yeah, I the those two have been the ones that I've been most fascinated with, although I think one of my favorite things is finding all of the like little ones. Like mm-hmm. you know, like Unarius is so I love Unarius so much. Like I don't know why that one just attached itself to my heartstrings, but I love finding cults like that. Like Fiat Luke's was a lot like that too. Oh, and yeah. like just the ones where, like, it is the creativity knows no bounds. It's still bad. Don't get me wrong. Still not great for people to be kind of trapped in organizations like that. But also, sometimes you're like, well, at least they were different. <laughs> like yeah at least they're thinking outside the box a bit
0: yeah yeah so. I, I uh I think there's there's one thing that uh that always really resonated with me and it's what uh what, one thing that Andrea uh, Andrea had said before like multiple different times but she said that uh covering cults week after week can get difficult because it is essentially just an abusive relationship on like a large scale uh, right. But every once in a while we find these groups were like, again, with Unarius, there was there were the bad times with like the filming of the videos. And like, I think yeah. there was like some f- not forced sex, but like coerced sex, which is also not, just no. as bad.
1: Yeah. No, no sex really at all. Unless um, it was all consensual sex. The problem was more that there was a definite n- false narrative mm-hmm. and everyone was encouraged to to buy into it mm. and while it's not necessarily harming people they're in a situation where no one is contradicting them no one is bringing them back to reality so everyone is really living in kind of a shared delusion yeah um
0: like a great poet said w- every so often you need to snap back to reality oop there goes gravity,
1: there goes oop. gravity. oh <laughs> i'm so sorry This this is okay I had to write a blurb for my day job The other day about like who I am And I literally Hours because I'm like I have to be funny but like Work funny and what I settled on Was bread sorceress True crime enthusiast secretly Three possums in a trench coat (laughs) But like but the Drafts I had one of them was just Like if you had one shot One opportunity you're probably not in Group accounts and it's not my problem (laughs) And then mom spaghetti. <laughs> and i was oh just like, god. is this gonna work? I don't
0: know. Oh my god, oh. that's so great. Also, speaking of getting to know you a little bit better, um, yes, uh, yeah. Oh, what I was gonna say to, to to put a button on the last thing was like every every so often you hear you hear about a group like Unarius where like they're still bad, and we'll we'll be the first to to say that they like yeah, this is still bad. There's a reason that we're covering them. Yeah, but. All said and done, still pretty fucking fun. Like the the, the oh, outfits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. idea of like Star Wars is real life canon. Like fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. But getting to know you a little bit better, uh, with your many Eminem jokes and your uh, <laughs> your true crime enthusiasm. Uh, this question comes to us from Jay Reinard thirty six, and uh, they say for Paige, how is learning to cure meats coming along?
1: Ooh, it's going okay. I still need to get uh, a couple extra pieces for my, uh, like, grinder, but I have my fridge set up kind of in progress. You're on
0: grinder? I didn't think you were the demographic for that.
1: (laughs) That's how I meet all my friends. Um, (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) a a meat grinder, because I need one that can do a couple different sizes, and I'm trying to do as much of it with my KitchenAid mixer as I can. Gotcha. but cheese is going great. Yeah. So you, you
0: really like, I remember before the pandemic, you, you were great at cooking. Like uh, there were times where we would come over and you would have, you were like, here's a quiche that I made. And it was like amazing. And so fucking good. And then like the pandemic started and then you were like, I am going to learn how to make everything. And we were like, (laughs) wait, like recipes. And you went, no, 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 no. Everything.
1: <laughs> by the way i have made i've perfected my quiche recipe oh. so like my quiche is even better now so hard yeah. to
0: fucking imagine you <laughs> really knocked it out of the park i remember that you so you uh, kind of walked me through it a little bit i know you did some gardening and then you told me you were starting to make cheese i didn't realize you were on yeah. like the almost perfecting it part
1: so i i've gotten really really good at um, like non-aged cheeses. So part of setting up my fridge both for curing meats and everything was to set up my cheese fridge as well uh-huh. and get the rest of my presses and everything set up. Um, because if you're going to age cheese, you have to like press it and then age it for like three to six months. So I'm trying to get stuff set up in the next like week or two so that I can have cheese that's mature by like, early 2022 maybe a little before Mm -hmm. so like that's kind of the next step because I've gotten to a point where the ricotta I make at home has such a high yield that it makes no sense for us to buy ricotta because we save so much more money making it Um, and tastes better than anything we buy in the store and better than cream cheese so we've been like subbing it in for cream cheese and stuff I'm actually making some tonight because I'm using it in like three different recipes this next week. Hot, dang. so yeah, it's I'm making banana bread today, and there's going to be some ricotta in the banana bread, and then I'm making uh, rosemary peach cobbler, and then uh, a parmesan apple pie. God, wow, wow, that, yeah. that sounds so good. <laughs> I know. I'm tr- I mean, you've been over at my house somewhat recently. We're just like cooking up a storm cause we're home all the time now. Yeah. I mean, I so. can't,
0: I can't blame you. I, I should cook more. I, uh, I was starting to, and I feel like now I'm starting to get, to get kind of back in the hang of it. Um, yeah but i couldn't even imagine making cheese i like that you said that like you know you need to i i like that that's the terminology to let cheese mature like ricotta is like yeah. a teenage cheese where it's just like what's up let's go <laughs> smoke weed out behind the dramas class but like a mature put me
1: on a toast with balsamic <laughs> and apples <laughs> Hell yeah, Yes. yeah party
0: and then like a mature cheese is like mm, yes i read the new york times <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and that's where you get like the sharp flavors so i'm my first, like, I'm making just an aged cheddar mm. as, like, my first one, and then I'm going to try and make a Wensley deal with cranberries for Christmas Ooh. that I can hopefully have matured by Christmas. When, so. you, when you're when
0: you maturing cheeses, do you do stuff, like, to help it mature? Like, do you play, like, Aaron Sorkin movies in the background so they can I get just, sharper?
1: I put an iPod in, in the fridge and just play NPR, <laughs> and I'm just like, next is John Oliver. If you're good, maybe later we can watch Rachel Maddow. <laughs>
0: that explains the new the new ads where npr is like npr is made possible by cheese like you (laughs) oh my god yeah i i i remember you just like it was like a joke at the beginning where it was like Paige is gonna come out of this being able to like basically survive any apocalypse and just <laughs> yeah now it's no joke yeah. Paige is just a no. war-torn apocalypse survivor with her yeah mountain man husband that will fend off everyone you guys are just a unit of survival honestly
1: yeah uh, my last day at work before the pandemic uh, a year and some change ago the my my supervisor at the time was just like wow what are you going to do with your two weeks off like at home because we all thought it was just going to be like two weeks (laughs) and I was just like I'm going to make so much bread as like a joke and then like three weeks later I was just like posting pictures of the breads I would make in work slack and they were just like we thought you were joking (laughs) but like clearly you weren't so
0: no it's very serious
1: uh, so, uh, taking a break from the questions for a second, mm-hmm. uh, let's go into our news stories. I wanted to give a brief update on Nexium.
0: <laughs> Nexium, led by uh, a serial liar and fake junior karate expert keith rainier <laughs>
1: yeah which yeah, is yeah, like yeah, the yeah.
0: fucking i remember that speaking of research on Colts that we did just like i remember doing that episode and seeing that line where he was like he's the youngest person to win such and such martial arts thing and i like called people and like found records and that's the other thing too if you're an adult calling and you're like hey i have a question about the records uh of your like martial arts attorney and they're like oh cool were you like a competitor and you just have to be like <clears throat>
1: N- no <laughs> i'm just <laughs> my <guy>. dad was <laughs> yeah and then i had to avenge him at the kumate <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah see that would have been a better excuse i was like no i'm a grown man calling asking questions about fighty little boys
1: <laughs> well this is actually a little bit more about allison Max.
0: oh
1: yeah. So Allison Mack, as most of you know, both if you listened to our previous episode and if you've been watching the news, uh, she was Keith Rainier's number two, mm-hmm. essentially. She helped him kind of negotiate all of it. So she.
0: Which is a perfect title, by the way, number two, because she is a complete piece of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, she actually um, pled guilty to racketeering and sex trafficking and they have not sentenced her yet Um, but what's actually come out more recently that's a little interesting is in December of 2020 she actually filed for divorce from a fellow member so she was married to a woman named Nikki Klein from Canada and it's alleged in a lot of the court documents that that marriage was specifically so that they could bring nikki klein to america from canada without having to make her a citizen essentially um it was their like loophole and they got married in like june of 2017 Mm -hmm. and at first everything seemed normal all the instagram posts from the time it seems like they're dating and like each other and everything like that and it's only now that things have come out that there's some questions about the legitimacy of of their union and that divorce is likely part of alice and mac's plea agreement and probably so that she can testify against nikki and rainier oh because you you shouldn't be testifying against your spouse typically uh they're usually rules against that uh but so far, Nikki Klein has not been charged with anything. She doesn't have any criminal charges for her role in Nexium. She wasn't as high up. Um, and she currently remains loyal to Keith Rainier. And so, over this past summer, so summer 2020, she would have dance parties outside the prison where Keith Rainier was held in advance of his sentencing in October. And started a new group called the Forgotten Ones where they would literally dance outside his prison while visiting him. So like they would be in whatever area they were allowed to be in outside the prison and dance. And then people start Mm. videotaping it and other prisoners got excited about it. So there's a bunch of videos of it online. And in September of 2020, people actually asked her about the allegations that Nexium was a sex cult because she is also an actress i should say Uh and she says i don't even know how to define what that is and i'm like girl you had to sit through a lot of depositions (laughs) like i think you probably
0: do it defines itself pretty easily it's a sex cult (laughs) it's in the name
1: yeah and she does say at that point that she hadn't been able to speak to allison mack for a year and a half and that one of the conditions of her bail of Alison Mack's bail is that she can't speak of, with to anyone who's still affiliated, including her wife. So that could also be a reason for the divorce. Hmm. It could have been a legitimate union and they haven't had a chance to talk for a year and a half and Klein's not going to leave Nexium, And so that could be part of why. Um, but she is choosing to stay in. Now, what's really interesting is Alison Mack did make bail And she's been out. She's on house arrest and has been for a while. And they have neglected to sentence her for over three years. Damn. So she has pled guilty but hasn't had her sentencing hearing. And what that means is that we don't know if she will serve jail time or if she does, how much she'll serve. And it's suspected that the reason they are prolonging this is that she's already made a plea deal in exchange for information on other people in the group. And they cannot finalize her sentencing until they bring in the other people that she has flipped on. But that's where we're at with Nexie. if you guys were curious. Yeah,
0: that's fucking wild. I can't... What kind of songs were they dancing to?
1: Uh, Let me pull up the video really quick. Like hip hop.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Here. With signs and everything.
0: Oh my God. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, yeah.
0: it's so much stupider than I could have ever <laughs> imagined.
1: <laughs> it's it's pretty wild, oh for sure. my
0: God, yeah, that is so fucking Oh my god. Yeah, so it is it is like a lot of hip hop music, but also just like I uh I... <laughs> I don't know how else to say this. There is only one person that knows how
1: to dance in this group. Yeah. Oh, they're not, not a, a stitch of rhythm among them. No. And also if, if you want to go see this video, uh, the article that we're pulling this from is from Oprah com.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Oprah, Oprah daily's, uh, uh, thing on Alison Mac Nexium update. It is fucking wild. Just seeing this. I mean, I'm sure if you look up Nexium dance party, you'll get some questionable results and be put on a very weird list. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is, it is very fun to watch. God, what are they? I guess they're like, this is a, a cult, uh, not a stereotype, but kind of like a cult tradition. Manson was throwing dance parties inside the prison. Uh with himself. yeah, with, oh, <laughs> yes. with just
1: himself. Just <laughs> fucking Jesus. This
0: is so stupid.
1: Um <laughs> But yeah, that was our first news story that I was like, what's going on in Nexium World? Because Rainier's been sentenced. Now we're just kind of waiting to hear about Allison back.
0: Yeah, what a uh, what a what a interesting interesting story. I remember doing that episode. Uh it was right when I had started doing episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And it was when uh, we've talked about this before, Marie, uh, Marie was <laughs> Marie was pregnant with her daughter, who is just a, like a beautiful little girl, by the way, just like an yeah, amazing, yeah. super awesome little girl. And uh, I remember I remember being so dumb and thinking like, oh, well, Marie <laughs> will only be pregnant for like nine months and then you have the baby and then she'll be back. And then you were like Armando. Then she has to raise the baby. The
1: baby. <laughs>
0: and I was like, "Well, I'm unfamiliar with this idea." <laughs>
1: oh, um, that was right. Yeah, funny. Uh, but
0: I, I remember <laughs> that so well because she was she was prepping Nexium because we had like some. Uh, she had been reached out to by like an insider. She
1: talked to the guy that ended up talking in the documentary. Yeah that that guy called us out of the blue because there were just. It was at a time, because it was so early. This was like weeks into a starting cult podcast. And there just weren't as many cult podcasts as there are now. There's a ton now. Yeah. There weren't as many then. And I'm sure they also called, like, you know, probably Cults by Parkas and a couple other people. Uh, but they called, like they found a number for us, because we had a Google Voice number at the time. Mm-hmm. They called us and they literally were like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Some of it didn't even make it into the episode and didn't even make it to the documentary. And I think that's probably what they're holding Alison Mack on. But w- I remember Marie in that phone call saying, have you talked to the police about this? Because we can't like go public. Like we're not a, an official journalist outfit. Like we don't have lawyers. Like we can't go public with this without like evidence and stuff like we can't do that and so even when we did our episode we were only able to go public with what had been in the news at that point so far yeah. now the last few things that that guy told us are just now hitting the news about the heiresses and things like that so i i would say eventually maybe we'll have more of an update based on what we heard back in the day yeah, uh, absolutely i remember
0: yeah because yeah, i remember maria had put this whole packet together And because she was leaving the show, she wasn't able to do it. And so she had sent it to me and then I was like going through it. And, uh, and I was like super ready to just talk about everything that I found. And then Marie goes, uh, Marie told me like, Hey, there's certain stuff you can't talk about and that's when i freaked out and was like oh i don't know oh my god i'm gonna cover the wrong thing oh shit you know at this point we had already had like uh not a lawsuit but like fucking legal a
1: cease and desist yeah
0: legal issues that was like
1: still happening too at the time
0: yeah jesus what a fucking wild ride the show has been i know um so we we have a actually speaking of how wild this fucking show has been uh i there when when i came on the show i had no idea that it would be where it is today um first of all like being part of a great network uh uh, and not even truly being a part of the network i know that sounds very confusing basically what happened is that we are connected to rooster teeth but we control 100 percent of the company uh of our company not rooster teeth that'd be a wild fucking deal
1: (laughs) that's way too much stress oh yeah yeah
0: i'm yeah we we run a very small company and are stressed out like (laughs) so much all the time um it is a it is a wild thing but yeah i i never thought that's another thing too i never thought that we would own a company um that we would have merchandise and much much less that we would have live shows which is something that we've done uh, a few times in person and then we had our halloween live show uh last year which was such a fun fun time a, a show that we did uh with uh, uh horror virgin the collab show that we did um and this is a we got a question from uh, Japan japon tech and they asked us uh are there any plans for another live show
1: yeah i mean we we have talked i don't know how much you want to talk about what we have talked about but we we have lots of plans and now that people can go back outside it seems like good chance to enact them
0: yeah yeah we've uh we've actually talked a little bit about i don't want to give too much away uh because we haven't locked everything down but but so far uh we have plans to do um some stuff out maybe in the south as well as some stuff here on the west coast kind of going up from like california to like maybe oregon and seattle maybe um and do some stuff over there we've got some great guests uh, that we were thinking about about having with us, which I think would be just such a fun fucking time. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think that maybe in the future, too, we would probably do another... Like, maybe after we were done uh, going on the road and taking our live show sort of on the road, I think that we would be down to do, like, another live show, like, live stream live show, because that was so much fun. People could watch from anywhere. Like, that was such a fun... Yeah. Uh, idea that we had live shows are live shows are crazy because they combine uh like doing comedy on a stage with doing this show which are two of the most fun things to do
1: yeah absolutely like we we love doing live shows, and the only reason there weren't more of them was purely schedule and money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like back in the day, it was just like who could take off how much work to, to make it to whatever live show we wanted to do. And now uh, things are a lot more flexible. Thank you, Pandemic. And uh, <laughs> I think we've got a lot, a lot more of an opportunity to do that now.
0: Such a wild thing that the Pandemic was like, That was the catalyst for so many different people being like, oh, so I never actually had to go to an office, huh? Huh? (laughs) Oh, So that was just like a whole lie that I was told my whole life, huh? Huh? That's real real weird.
1: Hmm. (laughs) I have 120 hours of vacation time.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's so... I don't know. I... (laughs) i i had never I, I i don't know i i think there are some good things to come out of it i think that we all i think one thing that that's going to come out of it is how uh, how much more i'm going to appreciate literally every interaction i have with another person ever again uh if i am able to talk to you and like oh my god being being near some of uh, the friends that I had made like online, like especially Blaine, I know this is such a stupid, stupid, stupid thing, but just being able to like hug a person felt so good. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I am I am legitimately jealous. It sounds like you guys had a great time. Plus. Torchy's queso. I can't argue with that. Oh, I can't wait like, till we go
0: out there again.
1: But, but what you revealed to me when you came back is that everyone is tall, and I would be like <laughs> the shortest person there by like half a foot or more. Yeah, we
0: did. I, I want to be clear. Maybe I'll release the. I was going to call it the Snyder cut of the picture that we that me and Blaine took.
1: <laughs> the, the actual. So they're okay. The one that went out today, or today that we're recording this a few days ago. If you're listening to this. Uh, of Armando and Blaine, they are positioned so that Blaine looks considerably smaller yeah. than Armando. And then there is another picture where they look considerably closer in yeah, height. Yeah, um, and it's very funny to see them side by side. Yeah,
0: he is. Uh, Blaine is a, he is not a very small person. He is. He's still very tall. Uh, and he, And he's oh, my God, He's fucking yoked, dude. I I sent Paige maybe a questionable text while I was drunk where I was like, oh,
1: I'm going to read. Oh, yeah, them. yeah, yeah please hang go.
0: on because <laughs> <laughs> I had spent so much time with it. But the, uh, uh, Paige was like, so how is it? How are things going? And then I sent the following messages to Paige.
1: Blaine is pretty big and he's super fucking yoked. But yeah, Gus just towers over everyone and it threw me off. Yeah. Because <laughs> that one. Yeah. And then you had... Just
0: for reference, by the way, while you're searching for that text, uh, uh, yeah. Gus Sorola, Gustavo Sorola from, from Rooster Teeth, is a guy who, when you look at him, looks to be normal height, like normal height, normal size dude. And then you meet him and he's like six fucking two. And you're just like, whoa! you're the last guy i suspected to be this big he is just a very tall proportional guy and it really really throws you off and then it makes you wonder about how tall everyone else is in general
1: uh you didn't text that was the only that and the pictures what you texted me earlier because when you were drunk you were texting me about whether or not batman goes down on people <laughs> Uh, but other than that i have which he
0: definitely does uh, in real life by the way
1: well yeah because yeah of course uh so you sent me the first picture where he looks small and i says okay he looks really small in that photo and then you sent me the regular one and i said when are you when is the wedding and then you went into how tall everyone was you did tell me that uh he was blind as a bat though
0: oh blaine yeah i did i mean yeah. i don't know i mean i'm gonna leave it uh, you in. might you i'm gonna leave it i in. was gonna say
1: you might cut that out i don't know i'm
0: gonna leave it in totally i want everyone to know he's blind as a fucking bat that guy um but yeah one of the messages i sent you and i must have sent it through like instagram or text message or something but i i said the phrase and i quote pictures don't do it justice but blame that's is what it was stacked.
1: hold on no no no. i do have that one shit 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 okay uh-huh, uh. uh you said also, pictures don't do justice to how stacked Blaine is.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yes.
1: Which now I'm like, I, I mean, how how much justice are we not doing? <laughs> like, what is this trick of the eye? Yeah,
0: that's what I, I just I don't know how it happened. But when I saw him in person versus like seeing him in photographs, it's just like, wow, you are big.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Can I cater the wedding, though? <laughs> I just want to cater <laughs> the wedding. Um,
0: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have uh, another question. This one comes to us uh, from uh, Kinzoas, and they say, uh, What is your least favorite slash most boring cult that you've done an episode on?
1: That we've done an episode on?
0: God, that is a hard one. I feel like we tend to not do episodes on things that we think I, are boring.
1: I have avoided episodes that I thought were boring or episodes that I thought were too dense. There are some some kinds of like theosophy or philosophical cults where the philosophy of the group is so dense that you're just like explaining this will put people to sleep. Yeah. And, and the payoff is not worth it for what happens later. Um, the worst one. I mean, I ugh, I still I still have not listened back to Ant Hill Kids. Oh. That's one of the few that I've never listened back to. Uh, just because I find it horrifying and really upsetting. Yeah, I think um, that,
0: that one falls into the category of least favorite. Not in that it's bad, but just that in like, I remember listening to it. And I feel like we all just kind of like went to our respective residences and showered in shame
1: i i remember like stopping recording like we had finished the episode and then we just kind of sat at the table because this is back when we used to record in like i don't want to say basement marie the house marie lived in at the time there was a bedroom downstairs below the main floor Mm -hmm. and that's where we used to record and i just remember that we sat around the table and just went like oof and then we decided to record the trigger warning <laughs> cuz we were like this is going to be so brutal. Yeah. I don't I don't
0: remember the, but it, it this feels right and I know that sounds like such a stupid yeah. phrase. Was that the first was that the first trigger warning we ever did? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was something that we had never considered before. We had never even thought about doing it. I mean, we we used to put something where it was like viewer discretion is advised. This is very terrible, awful stuff. But that was the first one it was like, look, you know it's a true we're crime serious.
1: show. <laughs> we're serious. You have no though.
0: idea what you were about to get yourself into. So maybe
1: take a step back. Yeah. yeah I
0: remember yeah. that one where it was just like we put the trigger warning. Uh, we put it in the description. And then the name of the episode was just this one is rough.
1: <laughs> Here's what's crazy. I did listen to the last podcast on the left episodes when they covered it just this past year. And even they were like this shit's gonna get brutal (laughs) yeah i was like yeah 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 it is there Um, there is a there is
0: there are a number of episodes that like we have started researching for at least i can speak for myself but i assume that the same thing has to have happened to you where like you start researching something and then that you hit this point after a few hours of researching where your brain is just like this is stupid i don't want to do episode on it like there's just nothing here there's just like you said there's there's so much there's so much bread before you get to any meat and then it's just like a thin thin deli slice of salami uh like it's not worth it to cover it um i think luckily with some of the theosophy based cults we've kind of covered enough of it to where we can just say like, hey, for more information on Theosophy, go to this other episode that we've done in the past.
1: Right, right, right. Um, which yeah. is also
0: just kind of a weird thing that we've done. I didn't, I, I've still, this has been stuck in my head since we've been recording. Four years is how long yeah. we've done this show.
1: I will say the one episode that I keep starting and putting, I, there's two that I keep starting and putting back down for various reasons. Uh, the first one is Friends of Andrew Cohen. <laughs> And and it's in part it's because this sounds terrible. Not that much happens, but then a ton of stuff yeah. happens, and so it's difficult for an episode. But th- that's one that I keep coming back to because I really want to do it. I just it's it's challenging to to structure it well for an episode. And then the one that I have been working on for no kidding more than six months at this point that like started as like a single episode and now is definitely at two, maybe three or four, is Rudolf Steiner and Waldorf schools. Because while it's not as big of a story in America, because we do have Waldorf schools in America, but they don't have as many scandals attached to them as the ones overseas do. And so working through... Steiner is one of those ones where the philosophy is dense and frustrating. Yeah. And so... But you have to go through his life and his life is bonkers. And so like like moving your way through his bonkers life is one thing. And then there's the schools that like there are elements of it that you're like, "Ah, that's kind of cool. I wish my school had had that. But then there's like this dark underbelly of it. And to try and explain why they are the way they are, you have to go through the dense philosophy. And then on top of that, you have to cover the stories of abuse and um, scandal from particularly overseas, and then a handful of of ones in America, and it's just a lot. And it's it's just a project that keeps growing and growing. But that's kind of how Waco was too. Yeah. So you know, eventually we'll get a giant episode out. <laughs> there
0: are. There's also like this particular topic is one that I remember you talking about. Maybe briefly, but definitely I remember it even back in the Marie days, even back when we were recording it yeah. at, at the house in the, the Pacific Palisades, where it was just like, wow, I don't know how we're like, I don't know when we're ever going to get to that back when we weren't even doing like two parters. I remember a, a two parter was a yeah. rarity for us.
1: I think, well, I think we talked about it probably first when we did Sea-Doo Schools mm-hmm. briefly around Synanon. And with some of the newer documentaries and stuff coming out, I would love to do another episode on, or series of episodes on wilderness schools and troubled kid programs mm-hmm. and potentially conversion therapy programs. I think those all kind of are of the same oeuvre. Uh, I also... Uh, one of the other well you know I'll save it when we get to the other news story about it but yeah those are some of the ones that like keep me up at night like how do we do that mm-hmm. one and what do we cover and how do we cover it do we do it all together do we do it separate um but yeah I think that's probably when Waldorf schools came up the first time and then now digging into like Steiner's life is just bonkers because he was like a devotee of a different philosopher so then you have to dig into that guy's life and that like turns out back in the day you could just be a doctor of whatever and people (laughs) and people would devote their lives to studying the things that you said and act like that was completely normal and that they should be revered for doing so and so it's a it's a whole Jacob's Ladder situation of weirdness so yeah I
0: also yeah. that I mean that's how we sometimes we get to weird shit there was uh when we were covering Timothy Leary there was the uh the Lyman band or the Lyman family rather uh and when I was researching them they were like yeah of course because you know he was a, f- a devout follower of Timothy Leary and I was like who the fuck is Timothy Leary? And so then I jumped into Timothy Leary and was like, okay, well, this could probably be like half an episode. Flash forward to like a three-part episode on Timothy Leary <laughs> uh, because it's a wild, wild story. Um, yeah. Did did you want to cover that news story now?
1: Yeah. Uh, let I mean, let's jump right into that news story. So this is actually something we haven't covered on our show, uh, but there's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, But I don't know if you've been following the news about Josh Duggar. I have not. Okay, so Josh Duggar from 19 Kids and Counting um, was arrested um, for possessing child pornography. Jesus. uh, Receiving and possessing child pornography. Spoiler, he does have children of his own and previously has been accused of. Uh, molesting his sisters four of his sisters um while the tv show was like ongoing while they were filming tv specials he just kind of like disappears for a time and it's real messed up now here's why i want to bring this up a because i absolutely want to do episodes on the iblp but that's another one that is a huge massive undertaking um and we barely brushed the surface of it in quiverful uh it needs Bill Gothard needs his own sets of episodes if you can't wait for us to get to it we will get to it eventually but right now someplace underneath on the last podcast network uh Spun for short Spun is in their third episode of four or five on Bill Gothard and the IBLP and the Duggers and all of it And they're doing an amazing job. And I highly want to recommend that people go listen to it. They also did a four part on Shelley Miscavige of Scientology and also a multi part on Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, So if you're into missing women or uh, people who have gone missing within the context of cults, they also have done uh, some... Episodes on missing indigenous women in British Columbia, specifically around things like uh, residential schools. If you're interested, their Bill Gothard series is amazing. Definitely dive into it. Um, the new story that I wanted to cover is Josh Duggar has asked for like a stay of his trial so his own team can analyze his computers. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> Which brings me to... Uh, something that I have run into in my day-to-day life. I don't need to disclose more how just because sure. it's work sure. stuff or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but there are programs that some of these groups will install on computers. One of them is called Covenant Eyes. And essentially it's a key logger and it takes everything that you do online and then sends it to a pastor or a trusted mentor to then review your online activity to make sure that you're not viewing porn, et cetera. (laughs) Now with that in mind and knowing that Josh Duggar has been to quote unquote air quotes, huge air quotes treatment, not treatment. It was total BS. They got him off last time. Um, But knowing the religious organization that he's been in, if they have that key logger on his software. That makes the people who were receiving his files liable. Yep. So I'm really interested to see what they find. I think that might be why they're so eager to get their hands on the computers. Um, but one of the reasons I run into it is uh, part of my day job is working with medical records. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll encounter... Uh, religious based clinics that have this software and we have to be like yo this is the biggest HIPAA violation ever (laughs) like you need to disengage this right now (laughs) um but yeah so that and that was probably going to be my last news story I have one other one but that one I specifically wanted to bring up a go listen to Spawn but b uh watch out for keyloggers, yo. It might bite you yeah. in the butt.
0: Oh yeah, I kind of want to install one for myself just to see what kind of porn I'm watching, you know, like put it in a spreadsheet or something, like make a data out of that. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs>
1: <laughs> graphic. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I want to <laughs> I want i want a pie chart cuz uh, you know cuz cream pie. Anyway, so moving Yeah, forward. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we did get a bunch of questions. Uh, I just kind of want to run through uh, a few fun ones uh, while we still have some time. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Boyo Joey Honeybuns. Uh, <laughs> Great it is, uh, uh What's your take on raisins? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just in general. Yep, that's all it says. Um. Oh man, I'm I'm usually anti-raisin. Um. Uh, raisins by themselves are fine but i feel like they get in stuff and it ruins for me so like like i would rather have a an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie than an oatmeal raisin cookie. yeah
0: for me uh raisins are a lot like uh raisins are a lot like nick cage where like by by themselves it's just like wow what a what an oddity that i didn't expect and uh and weirdly kind of am into Uh, And then I'll enjoy something that I didn't think had raisins in them or Nick Cage. And then it shows up and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? Come on. (laughs) Come on.
1: I prefer craisins.
0: Craisins are cranberry raisins, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cranberry raisins. Big fan of that. I I think I mostly hate raisins because almost every single time I ingest them, I think that they're about to be chocolate chips. uh, And it always throws me for a loop. That's it. It's more the deception than anything raisins are the ultimate liars of the food world
1: (laughs) yeah no i agree i agree i
0: I would say raisins are the biggest liar in the food world only second to uh blue cheese dressing because i every 100% of the time i have eaten blue cheese i thought it was about to be ranch and then i'm just like oh look at this mold in my mouth now great
1: um i specifically order blue cheese instead of ranch in fact i ordered blue cheese earlier today at Wingstop, and they gave me ranch instead and i had to eat it and it was okay but i was upset
0: well hey everybody i'm sorry to announce it but the podcast has come to an end um i don't mean this episode <laughs> i mean in general i refuse to do the show anymore uh with you with Paige. so uh everyone else go fuck yourself Paige. i hate you and uh yeah see you never <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? I, I'll just, I'll, I'll be by myself then in my blue cheese palace. It's going to be <laughs> the fine. blue cheese palace. Just me and my mold oh my all by our lonesome. The blue cheese
0: palace sounds like a strip club that accidentally has the best hot wings and, and like, <laughs> that's why people actually go there. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm thinking about hitting up the Blue Cheese Palace later. Uh, they have a very strict no-touching policy. It is a safety concern. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we have another question, and this one comes to us from uh, Planet Elsewhere, and they ask, who would play you in a movie? Um, and I think this is an interesting question because we could either go with, you know, like a real answer of, like, who who do I think looks like me and could capture my essence? Or we Mm -hmm. could go full The Conjuring with it and get somebody (laughs) (laughs) that does not at all in any way, character or appearance, represent the person that they are trying to portray, a la Ed Warren and Patrick Wilson.
1: Okay, but if we do The Conjuring version, I think Patrick Wilson gets to play Uh, (laughs) Blade.
0: Definitely. Okay, definitely. I
1: I have often joked, so I... uh, submitted for SNL like five seasons Uh in a row and never got it. And um, people would always be like, but you're so funny, like whatever. And I used to tell them that I would never get it because 80 Bryant is still alive. And like Highlander, there can only be one of us. (laughs) And so I think like realistically, like, like if you and I die in a horrifying plane crash or something tomorrow and someone decides to make a very small indie film about our time on the show, ad brian is definitely playing me or the girl from Dumplin', and they'll just make her a brunette That's, that,
0: these are both really funny answers um if i was gonna say that like, give a real answer i would probably say uh younger version of me uh the kid who played manny from uh from modern from, family uh, modern family because i've lost <laughs> i've lost roles to manny from modern family um, I remember specifically I think I've told this story before but I was in an audition for like a, a pilot or a project or something and uh, I nailed the audition. I just like absolutely killed it. They had me audition uh twice and then they were the second audition they were like, "Hey, we really want you to meet the director and like we have the lead already cast so like we want, you know, we want the lead to come in here to see like how you guys play." Um and so like if you could just hang out, like it'll be great, it'll be awesome. We only have a few other auditions and then we'll get to that and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome." You know, I'm stoked. I'm already texting my mom. I'm changing my Twitter bio to like famous Hollywood actor, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> Whatever you do when you think
0: you finally are going to make it and then I I turn I hear a door open and I turn and I see the kid from Modern Family just waltzing into the building and go into the room and uh the rooms are soundproof so I can't hear anything and the door opens and I just hear like <laughs> like people are laughing having a good time and uh somebody like the assistant to the casting director just pokes their head out and they go um uh hey um hey armando so uh, there was actually like a scheduling conflict and like uh you know you can go and like well don't call us we'll call you you know it'll be fine never heard back never heard back Uh, felt stupid if uh, i had to give a a, a, an answer for current day armando it'd be felipe esparza uh because i've
1: yeah i was actually just thinking that also
0: lost roles to felipe esparza uh yeah he's uh these are both oh, b- by the way not mad at them at all they don't know who i am and i and i'm so glad that they're <laughs> getting work but also just like a little bit of my head every time i see them i'm like I hate, you, I hate you so
1: much now now here's the one that i know would never happen just because i think that like i I would want her to have her own movie about herself, if that uh-huh. makes sense. But but if I die, it's your responsibility to make them cast Jackie Zabrowski.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. I love that. That's perfect.
1: Um, Everyone else stays the same. Just replace me with Jackie Zabrowski. And if I
0: die, I need you to get Blaine Gibson to play me. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, imagine just Blaine and Jackie as us. That would be it. great. I love
0: this. I love everything about it. And you know what? I give Blaine permission to do brown face. He'll never do it. He'll, <laughs> He'll never, never do it, it <laughs> because he's too good of a person, but it's there. The is there, Blaine. The ball is in your court now. Um.
1: Um, <laughs> the giant balls that definitely killed him, fulfilling the TikTok prophecy. <laughs>
0: God, I forgot about that. Uh, let's see. We've definitely got a few more in here um somebody asked us can you talk about your equipment setup that comes from jackalope steel uh that one's really easy our equipment setup is uh pretty standard it, in fact i'm regretting already answering the question because it's probably very boring uh we use sure sm7bs which are very good mics uh and uh, audio interfaces which reminds me Paige. i gotta go set yours up later Uh, a couple cloud lifters and then some uh, studio headphones and i guess the reason it's interesting to me is because we definitely started with like 25 five dollar mics and
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, and just
0: like real dog shit audio because we didn't know what like none of us knew what we were doing i i knew a little bit better than Paige and marie because i had a background in audio engineering but like I had a conversation with Todd from Horror Virgin where he was like walking me through his editing process. And I was like, yeah, man, it sounds like you do a lot. (laughs) I kind of slap a couple of, I slap a couple of things to fix the audio. And then I just cut for content. Bing, bang, boom. It's done. I let it speak for itself. And he was like, yeah, I put on productions, (laughs) Armando."
1: I will say like literally within weeks of starting the podcast, I had posted in a Facebook group because we we got weirdly lucky early on and a lot of people listened, but our sound was terrible because we didn't know what we were doing. And I had posted in a group asking for help and I was just like, look, we're getting hate mail. This is brutal. Like we did not sign up for this. We didn't think it would be this many people. We didn't, you know, anything. And somebody literally came on and they were just like, that's your problem i don't know why you're getting mad that people are actually giving you feedback like would you rather they not give you feedback at all i'm like i would rather i not have like a pile of hate mail in my inbox yeah Yeah. uh and they were just like well that's on you to learn and you should have learned this before you started a podcast and i was like did your favorite band start out playing perfectly no no like what the fuck is just, wrong with you uh and i'm glad i told that person to fuck off yeah
0: i'm glad i would
1: do it again
0: that just sounds to me a lot like this person has a podcast no one was listening to
1: <laughs> no one ever told me my podcast was bad or no one good. said
0: anything i have a very specific podcast where i review different flavors of blue cheese dressing it's called the blue cheese
1: palace and no one's watching <laughs> I mean, conversely, there were a handful of people that were very, very cool to us in the beginning and, and helped us out immensely. Uh, so that's great. They were wonderful. Uh, but like, oh, man, people were mean <laughs> in the beginning and we just didn't know how to fix it. There was just, it was a problem we couldn't solve. Yeah,
0: so, I have been, uh, yeah. I the one thing that is that has been a little bit weird with, um, I would call it maybe a growing pain, but... Uh, and I, I don't know how to complain about this without like it's not really that big of a complaint. It's just weird. Is the uh, we've reached a point where people can just talk about us and what we do,
1: <laughs> as, yeah. and uh, yeah, as if it will never get yeah. back to us, but it always yeah, does. You,
0: yeah, because we're nobodies, you know. Like if you mention us or say something, like I'm gonna see it, you know, I'm gonna see something about it. Um, like I don't see all of it, but if it gets enough attention, I'm definitely like somebody's going to bring it to my attention. So it's just, that's the part that's gotten weird where like the hate mail from the beginning is just like, your fucking audio sucks, fucking fix it. And now there's, uh, like people who have like information on my life and they're like, you need to grow up. You need to be like a better person. And it's like, Whoa, you're right. But also how did you know? That's weird.
1: <laughs> also, I don't know. Yeah, you <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
0: just such yeah. a weird situation so like it yeah it uh it definitely is this weird thing but yeah we have a we have a pretty normal audio setup not as advanced as other people um it's been weird kind of getting used to recording remotely which is just a thing that we do now yeah. um yeah it, it. i i think maybe i think maybe eventually we might uh, maybe soon we'll see how it works we might get back to recording in person it's just kind of a nice little added thing but until then I mean, it kind of works. It's a nice little setup.
1: I mean, I, like my two other shows have to be yeah, remote. Yeah. You know, like and anytime we we work with Blaine or anybody at Rooster Teeth, it's a remote too. So it's just yeah. yeah. I know that that hurts your heart, and uh, <laughs> being away from your lover makes you sad. God, I love but so
0: much. Um, we uh, we have a we have one final question. I think there and there was a lot of other questions uh, just. Just to go through a few of them really quick. Uh, Lynn likes art asks Do y'all ever not cover a cult because it was too taxing emotionally to talk about? Um, to give a very, very short answer, yeah, like the Trump episodes, I had to stop doing them midway through because not only was the information incomplete, but also just like entrenching myself in that stupid bullshit over and over was really hurting my brain and not doing me well. Uh, Paige, do you have like a quick answer for that?
1: um yeah I I think there are some that so there are some cults that I feel like I keep at arm's length because I know when we eventually do them and it's one of those things where I'm like I'm gonna do it but I need a time where it's like yeah for a week I'm gonna be real sad and upset and you know as I figure out a way to distill this into an hour you know or whatever and so sometimes you know that makes me kind of take more time with stuff and do things incrementally you know and just kind of slowly gather stuff um yeah yeah Yeah, definitely
0: um uh we've got some other ones in here there there were i just i guess i want to say like there are some other questions we've been asked before like if you had to join one of the cults you've covered which one would you join obviously unarius as we've mentioned every single time yeah yep um a few that were like did mondo ever get his nike decades might try to snag a pair please don't if you wear a size 14 don't buy them those are mine
1: <laughs> yeah he, you're still looking for your nike decades i'm still looking for my exactly. vandals exactly
0: um and i think that uh, the last question that i have for us uh, comes to us from space burger dog and uh they say favorite type of milkshake or smoothie
1: oh yes oreo um oreo but then i also love tropical fruit smoothies
0: i love a good smoothie
1: specifically pineapple pineapple anything i got dole whip the Mm. other night i have sherbet in my fridge (laughs) i'm all about it for me
0: it's anything with bananas in it banana smoothies like banana strawberry banana on its own banana peanut butter um just like anything with banana god i love bananas so much Uh, very, very good. Uh, for milkshakes. One thing that I've recently discovered is vegan milkshakes and, uh, like burger Lords in Los Angeles, which is if you've listened to the show, probably know it's one of my favorite restaurants ever. Um, They make a a tahini uh, milkshake, and it's so good. It's very nutty. And specifically, they make a strawberry cheesecake tahini milkshake, and it is one of the best things I've ever had in my entire life. Because for me, a milkshake is a death sentence with my lactose intolerant, (laughs) weak-willed body that just will take milk and turn it into hours of pain and suffering. Just give me
1: queso with a straw. <sighs> um, that is technically a no, milkshake. So, that is technically a milkshake. Uh, or, yeah, I love Oreo milkshakes for sure. But then for smoothies, I actually prefer non-dairy smoothies. Like I want the fruit. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing is just the fruit. Like Dole Whip is vegan and um, I believe it is vegan and gluten-free.
0: This brings up an interesting question. Is is salsa is salsa a smoothie is salsa a, a a savory smoothie
1: i what if you stack two cups of salsa on top of <laughs> okay smoothie? we're
0: fucking done hey everybody
1: uh, uh, i cannot
0: go down another lasagna debate oh my god
1: is salsa a smoothie that's the yeah. new debate salsa smoothie i think I, I be, also yeah. weirdly enough
0: i think it could be too yeah i think uh i think the thing that stops it is that i don't normally dip things in smoothie but if i like man
1: if i st- you never dipped fries into a frosty? Oh, there we go okay now we're fucking
0: back on baby yeah now i'm fully yeah, into yeah, yeah. it also we need to make like we need to make like a uh, uh, sweet salsa a thing. And I don't mean like a mango habanero salsa or anything. I mean, make me a smoothie and then like dry some fucking pineapple crisps and then just start making like sweet chips and salsa. Dip it yes. in a smoothie. Let's go. Come on. We're pioneers. We got to start our own. We got to start our own food truck now.
1: I am on record as saying I will eat pineapple till my mouth bleeds. <laughs> and I stand by that. <laughs> I think
0: I've told this story on the on the podcast before but when I was a kid I always hated pineapple despite never having eaten it before in my entire life and my mom was like why what, why you've never even tried it and I was like it makes me sick and she was like no it doesn't you idiot you've ne- I'm your fucking mom you've never eaten pineapple I would know And then she made me eat pineapple, and I tried it, and I was like, oh my God, what is this fruit sent directly from heaven? I love it. And then I overdid (laughs) it and ate way too much pineapple, and then I got sick. (laughs) <laughs> i just remember getting so mad at my mom like i told you this was gonna happen
1: i told you i was gonna get sick
0: anyway, yeah this has been so much fun uh hey if you want to follow me on social media you can uh, find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at mondo does stuff that's m-a-n-d-o does stuff uh you can also find me over at funhouse and at Rooster Teeth. uh i am on the funhouse podcast We are live every Tuesday on RTTV, uh, as well as on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, on Thursdays. Uh, That is the House Podcast, F-U-N-H-A-U-S.
1: And if you want to see me live, I know. What? What? Oh, my God. If you want to see me live, uh, I am fighting in roast battle on Tuesday. Uh, there is a new streaming service for roast battle. So I'll be posting that. So even if you can't be there that night, uh, you can potentially watch it live. So keep an eye on my social media for that. And that is at page Wesley on Twitter and at rampage Wesley on Instagram. And you are
0: not going to want to miss this, by the way, this battle that is coming. Is it this Tuesday, this Tuesday, like tomorrow It's
1: this Tuesday. Like, so if you're listening to this on Monday, this is happening oh tomorrow. God, yeah,
0: You yeah. are not going to want to miss this at all. Like for sure. 1000% go, go check this out because this is going to be a battle that I have. It's happened before and I can't wait for the rematch.
1: It is. It is my favorite battle I've ever done. And I do think I posted about it when it happened. Cause I was already on the podcast. Um, uh, and people got mad <laughs> at my opponent for calling me fat, even though I made jokes about his dead brother and stuff. <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's my favorite battle I've ever done. My favorite opponent. We're gonna have so much fun. It is not to be missed. And I heard rumors about the other fights for the night, also not to be oh, missed. Oh man! So
0: hopefully I can.
1: It's gonna be hopefully pretty I great. can be
0: there in person. I really miss going to the battles. Oh man, I'm so excited. At the very least, I will be watching from home. Uh, so. For Please sure. join me. Um, if you want to listen to the show uh, somewhere new, may we suggest Rooster Teeth? Cook,
1: cook, cook, chicken coo, coo, noodle
0: yeah. yeah. That one, by the way, wasn't Bird. It was Birdman from Cash Money Records. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, um, yeah, Rooster Teeth is a great place to get a bunch of really fun content. Uh, like Genlock, like Ruby, uh, they just announced their upcoming show with uh, 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 called Camp Betrayal that is starring one of my favorite co-workers, Charlotte McGrath, uh, who I will definitely be bringing on Colt Podcast soon. Um, Charlotte absolutely killed it in that show, and I cannot wait for you guys to watch it. Uh, but you can also find podcasts like Good Morning from Hell, uh, like The Real Canon, um and a bunch of really fun other ones black box down red web just to name a few and you can uh get ours there as well uh, by going to roosterteeth.com or by downloading the roosterteeth app on your xbox your amazon fire stick your roku television your android devices your apple devices like pretty much everything uh so go ahead and check that out roosterteeth or roosterteeth.com Uh, We also have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash cultpodcast. Check out all the tiers and rewards we have there as well. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at cultpodcast.
1: On Twitter at cultpodcastshow.
0: You can also send us an email to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com.
1: Or if you want to send us a a toe of someone that you're holding for ransom. (laughs) I'm not saying we want that, but if you need to know where to send it, you could send you could send that to three seven five six West Avenue forty Sweet K number two thirty seven, like, like the, the shining. shining, Los Angeles California nine zero zero six five. fucking crap. <laughs> Oh my god. And I'm going to say don't drink anything that Josh Duggar gives you. (laughs) No. God, no. Uh, And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. I'm just going to go ahead and say right
0: now, release the the captive. Release him right now. (laughs)